Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Things are getting weirder out there, folks. Really weird. Things are getting downright odd in the church, and they're only going to get weirder as we head into the Synod on Synodality, which the powers that be in Rome have promised will transform and mark the church forever. But the pregame show for the Synod is a combination of the prelates of the church tripping over themselves to do the will of Caesar while priming the pump with the faithful for a Synod that will leave the Catholic Church looking completely unrecognizable. Let's take a look at the intersection of Pacamama season and modernism because the days are getting weirder and weirder for us Catholics. To give you an idea, here's a quote from a homily that was sent to me anonymously by a patron of the channel. Feast your eyes and ears on this, quote, you see, when I look at the dwindling numbers in the priesthood and the religious life, I take it actually as a good sign. A triumph of Vatican II, really. The laity have come into the role of priest and religious both. It's my hope that 300 years from now there won't be any priesthood, any religious, any laity. I hope we have melded all those roles together finally into just one church. End quote. Yeah, a priest said that at his homily <laughs> to his parishioners. And yes, I trust the source on this. But a couple of things here. First, Father, if you feel that way, there's a whole 45,000 Baskin-Robbins of assorted flavors of self-described Christianity out there for you to go out and try. Collectively, it's called Protestantism. Check it out. And if you don't feel like repenting because of what you just proudly uttered was heresy, and you should seriously reflect on what you profess to believe when you lead the faithful in the creed every day at Mass, if you don't feel like repenting of that, please go check out my—just take my suggestion— but secondly, notice here that he is saying that the priests, religious, and the rest are in one church and the laity are in another. Again, that's a serious error. And instead of just going off on it, I'm going to just say one thing here. If you hear something like this at your parish on Sunday, why are you still there? Any priest who says things like this from the ambo cannot possibly have the faith of our fathers and is leading you and your family into perdition. Please, find at least a new parish. I know things are weird out there, and it's easier said than done these days, but please, for the sake of your soul, please find at least a new parish. And if you're feeling brave, maybe this will be the motivation you need to find a Latin mass parish of some kind. Literally, any by any priestly fraternity or group would be better than any parish run by a priest like that. So please, just take the leap. I will help you find a parish. I have online resources to help with your search. Just email me at the address on your screen or in the description box of this podcast. Your soul and its state is literally the most important thing in your life. And please take it seriously. Now, for those not aware, we are headed full steam towards the second anniversary since the enthronement and nuptial rite of Pacamama in the Vatican Gardens, and then in St. Peter's Basilica a couple days later. To mark the occasion, we are now told that for Christians, the period of mid-September to the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi is the season of creation. Now, that seems weird to me on a basic level, since most of the Catholics of the world who might be interested in celebrating such a thing live in the nor Northern Hemisphere, where the signs of autumn are upon us. And that just makes celebrating a season of creation kind of weird. And I, as I said in my video on this earlier in the month, this is Pacamama season and has nothing to do with Catholicism. It's a secular celebration at best, and at worst, a marking of the calendar and recruiting of the lay faithful promote, for promoting the mission and programs of the secular big restart of civilization that the people who push and prod all the various Caesars of the world from behind the scenes are foisting upon the world. Though they will fail in the end, you can bank on that. But we have a new addition to this story, and it comes from Vatican News, which is Vatican City's equivalent of the B BBC or NPR to give you an idea of what the reporting is supposed to be like. Headline, Zambia, 
Season of creation is a time for renewing our relationship with the Creator and with all creation. Now, I didn't know that we needed a season for renewing our relationship with God, but if we did, I'd choose either Advent or Lent for that, since we are all wretched sinners in need of God's love and mercy. Myself, first and foremost. And since both of those liturgical seasons are known for fasting and abstinence, yes, Advent is known for fasting and abstinence, by the way, and I will do a video on that so you can start thinking about Advent. But anyway, both of those seasons make much more sense than a short period that ends on the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi for renewing our relationship with God. But I digress. From the article, quote, In a keynote address over the weekend, Bishop Mulandu called for celebration, conversion, and commitment when it comes to the season of creation. He said the season of creation is an annual ecumenical season where Christians in particular pray and act together for our common home. The season of creation has a special significance for the Catholic Church, particularly since Pope Francis proclaimed 1st of September as an annual World Day of Prayer for the care of creation. As we know, the season of creation is marked throughout the Christian world from 1st of September to the 4th of October, the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. It celebrates the joy of creation, as well as encouraging awareness-raising initiatives to protect the environment. This year, the theme for the season of creation is A Home for All, Renewing the Oikos of God, Bishop Mulandu said. End quote. I really don't know what it is with the modernists, but they sure do love them some ecumenical dialogue. Now, for those of you who may not know this, literally every pope from the 19th century until John the 23rd in 1958 condemned the practice. And this Saturday, I'll have a document from you that explains why that is. And it is a magisterial document from the papacy of Pius IX, although it was not written by him. So watch out for that. Don't worry, it's not long, and it's written in surprisingly everyday language. It's very accessible. But if you ever want to know if you're dealing with a modernist, just look for that hallmark. It's always there every single time with every single modernist. Now, the bishop continues and goes over what the month of September actually stands for in the church. Our Lady of Sorrows, the Bible, and notably related feasts, such as that of St. Jerome on the 30th on the Novus Ordo calendar. Which is great, by the way. It's great that he acknowledges that that's actually what September is about. But then he pivots. Quote, Nevertheless, September is also devoted to living out the Christian faith in the care for God's creation, Bishop Mulandu explained. The season of creation runs yearly from the 1st of September to October 4th when the church celebrates the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. As such, this period is that time of year when we renew our commitment to praying and caring for creation. It should be characterized by prayers for creation throughout the month while engaging in different activities to care for creation throughout the season and beyond, Bishop Mulandu said. End quote. Look, I have no issue with taking a due care for the environment and all things green, but you have to have a Catholic sense when you go about doing that, otherwise you'll just come off like any other secular type who just wants to focus so much on creation that they forget about the Creator. And that's what this is going to be, or worse, since the shadow of Pac-Man Mama looms, o looms over everything, since that enthronement happened on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, and then the idol was brought to St. Peter's Basilica and placed over the tomb of the first pope on October 7th in a clear sign of triumph. This is all happening while in Canada the Church is denying the sacraments to people based on the whims of Caesar, as I covered yesterday on the audio-only side of things, as well as the Vatican battening down the hatches, and only letting in those who conform to the will of Caesar in Europe to even enter Vatican City, which is, by the way, a sovereign city-state that had historically been a place of shelter for those who needed to get away from various evil things happening on the rest of the continent. 
Not now, though, as Vatican City has become a satellite of the beast at this point, at least in terms of buildings and what they're being used for. But at this point, we all know that most of these clerics who would go along with such things uncritically don't really hold to the faith of the fathers. We know this by their actions, by the fruits of their works. And as a consequence of that, many are washing their hands of these clerics and seeking out good priests wherever they can find them until this mess passes. And it will pass, but probably not until the triumph of the Immaculate Heart. But until then, remember this. This season of creation, this coming synod of synodality, which will be a de facto Vatican III, as I've said for months, and now even as their own people are admitting, the whole purpose of this was summed up nicely by Francis the Great and Merciful when he said this. From Gloria TV, quote, Stuck in his mantras, Francis called again for preparing to be surprised and prepare for surprises. Francis's conformist surprises are very predictable. In order to give emphasis to his verbiage, he banged several times at the table, shouting that, it may be necessary to leave, to change direction, to go overcome beliefs that hold back and prevent us from moving and walking together. As if this had not been done for decades with the well-known results. With rigid obsession, he inevitably came back to his rigidity, which he called a sin against God's, equaling Francis's, patience, and against the sovereignty of God, equaling Francis. The last example of Francis's rigidity and legalism is Traditionus Custodus, end quote. Those beliefs that hold back and prevent us from moving and walking together is, of course, the deposit of the faith, which Francis wants us to overcome in our search for material comfort in the form of universalism. So when you see priests saying things like what I basically started with a few minutes ago, when they say they cannot wait for the priesthood and religious life to wither to nothing and to be replaced by the laity, that priest is in full and regularized status with modernist Rome, with Francis, while you and I, who simply want the faith and a hierarchy to preach the faith and tell the truth to a world that refuses to hear it, we're the ones who are labeled rigid neo-neo-pharisaical schismatics. Although I will say this much for that priest, he admitted it was all cause. He, he admitted that Vatican II was what really kicked this off. So at least he was being honest there. But as an aside, always be aware of those who are supposed to be on our side of things, who help the modernists to promote their message and help them so, but and help them by having them so internal division amongst traditional Catholics. Beware of anybody like that. Now let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Please pray for the priest who said that he wants the hierarchy to wither away. And please pray for the bishops and the rest of the prelates that I discussed in this video. They need it, and pray for me as well. As for my thoughts, well, this is all in conformity with the coming synod. So please pay attention as it unfolds, and I will happily cover that for you. So like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. Otherwise, as always, please pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.